Welcome to another edition of Two Guys and a Chainsaw. I'm Todd. I'm Craig. And today we are uh, on our third week of a Halloween horror, and we kicked it off with The Woman in Black. Mm-hmm. That's a 2012 Daniel Craig film. Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Get your Daniel straight, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be a whole different movie, I think. That's a good point. All right, this is a twenty this is a twenty twelve Daniel Radcliffe movie. Um, the first one that he did since Harry Potter. So this was kind of a an interesting choice, a foray out of uh, sort of the kids. Super, well, I guess from one type of supernatural fantasy into another kind of supernatural horror. Um, still taking place in Britain, still taking place in the misty moors of yeah. uh, of castles or houses up on hills and things like that. So I guess it's not too far out of his uh, bailiwick after all at that point. You know, there's a, a lot going on that is actually really reminiscent of Harry Potter. Uh, you've got <laughs> uh, a train ride in the beginning to a remote location. You've got... Uh, a big mansion covered in old-timey portraits that I expected to start talking or moving about at any moment. Um, (laughs) So not too big of a leap, really, as far as tone is concerned i guess i guess you got to play it safe when you're taking your step out into the into the real world again yeah (laughs) it's it's interesting you know um when the credits came up i didn't know much about this film beforehand when the credits came up i noticed uh that it was a hammer horror production right you know hammer being the sort of quintessential british horror production studio that started out in the 60s maybe even late 50s and then brought us great classics of dracula with 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 Christopher Lee, uh-huh. Peter Cushing, um, some of actually my favorite movies, just because they would come on on Saturday afternoons, you know, right. after the during and when cartoons were done or something like that, and that was really how I got my horror fix. Yeah, and you can see, I mean, I can see similarities between those kind of old school films and this. I mean, it's it's uh, very gothic, a little bit slow paced. Uh, it's a slow build. It, it focuses more on the suspense. You can see that in some of the earlier Hammer pictures, too. Yeah, the slow pace of it was definitely something, again, one of those things you don't find as much there often. It's not its not really a modern movie. Uh, this movie reminded me a lot of uh, the, the movies my wife really likes, uh, the Vincent Price films, like the Edgar Allan Poe movies that Roger Corman did. Right. Uh, the Fall of the House of the Usher, uh-huh. uh, The Pit and the Pendulum, um, especially reminded me of The Terror. I'm not familiar with the. The terror. terror was one that he shot after they had shot another one. You know, Roger Corman was really good about delivering movies under budget and under time, and he would often slap together a script real quick and take the actors that he already had under contract and the sets that he already had built and the crew that was still under contract and 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 could be paid for another few weeks, and he quickly whipped together another movie. <laughs> and sometimes that second movie would actually do better than the movie they were shooting before. Interesting. The Terror was one that was actually Jack Nicholson. It was one of his first. Large Large film roles um, that he cast him in and it started out very much like this uh, where this guy leaves his family and goes to this far off uh, place where there's by the ocean a large mansion of sorts that nobody goes up to and whatever of course in his case I think there actually was somebody living there in this case Daniel Radcliffe's character is coming in and uh, there's nobody living there. He's right. actually settling the estate mm-hmm. uh, of a woman. Uh, but you know, it was it was with with the water surrounding it. It just had the feel of about 15 <laughs> either hammer horror films or um 
AIP pictures, Roger Corman AIP pictures that I've seen. Well, you know, as as far as set pieces go, I mean, you were talking about uh, the marshlands and whatnot. The film is beautiful to look at in that respect. The set pieces are gorgeous. You know, you've got this big gothic mansion that is just your very typical haunted house. It's got everything you could want in a haunted house there. Uh, It's remote. It's on these very creepy moors all surrounded by fog. Things are going bump in the night all over the place. As far as atmosphere and, and, and set and cinematography, I thought that it was a pretty beautiful film to look at. I don't know how much more I'm going to have to say <laughs> yeah, I, as far as positives are concerned. You know, when after we finished the movie, we kind of looked at each other, didn't we? <laughs> like, we're, we know how we're going to feel about this. I think I can read read you right here. Well, I think the slow burn um, has a lot to do with it. Again, it's very classic. The other thing about it is this has been done about 15 times before. Yes, yes. You've um, seen this movie. It's not, you know... There's not much to make it stand out from your typical haunted house movie. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love a good haunted house. I love a good haunted house movie. I, I just think... And and maybe it's just my modern sensibilities. Um, maybe I'm... Uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I want too much. Maybe I don't appreciate the slow burn so much. But the whole time I was watching it, especially for the first hour, which felt longer than an hour, um, <laughs> for the first hour, I was really thinking that this would have been more aptly titled Harry Potter and the Spooky Walking Tour. <laughs> Because that's really all that happened for the first hour. Harry Potter walked from one location through a spooky hallway to another spooky location where something spooky would happen. There would be a jump scare. He wouldn't react at all. And then he would creepily walk somewhere else. And I, it just it got to be a little bit much for me after a while. I thought nah, we could have if if we took all of the the spooky walking around out. I think the movie would have been probably more about thirty forty five minutes, which may have been a more suitable runtime in my opinion. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, um, a lot of people aren't going to have a lot of patience for this. I myself was you know could have been falling asleep if I had been more tired. It starts, again, starts off like so many of these, a real sad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's clearly, you know, you learn that his his wife had died in he childbirth his, yeah. with his only son. Um, he's not smiling. His son draws a picture of him, and he's like, why do I look so sad? That's me. That's Nanny. That's Mommy. That's you. Why do I look so sad? That's what your face looks like. Oh, <laughs> that's how you are daddy your face is sad all the time and he's gonna go away uh to prove himself and he can't bring his son with him uh because the uh the firm uh looks like it must be a legal firm yeah a legal firm sure that sends him along uh to settle up the papers of this widow who left this large mansion yeah, way and, across england and his boss sends him off and says this is your last warning i have no idea what he did wrong it's in the past to- <laughs> but apparently he's walking on thin ice here and this is it if he doesn't take care of this well, that, that it's over didn't this, the the sort of look he gave him almost make you think that he was wondering that too like <laughs> of course he just spends most of the movie just sort of staring off into space but yeah. like uh okay what did i do all right i guess i'll go and he goes, and this town is, is super, you know, it's the same sort of deal. Um, everybody's trying to sort of keep him from going to the house. Um, the guy, his contact there, tries to usher him away, says, Here, I grabbed the papers. Here you go. Uh, take off. I made it clear to your firm that there was no need for you to make the journey. You could have sent all the relevant documents to London. 
In any event, you'll find all the legal papers in here. Mr. Fisher tells me you're leaving today. Not until I've taken care of all Mrs. Drabler's paperwork. All in there, as I said. No, at the house. I'm told there's quite a substantial amount. I don't expect to be finished until Friday, at least. And he finagles away, based on this kind person that he met on the train, um, named Sam Daly. Mm -hmm. um, he and his wife sort of take him in when the inn won't, and when this guy won't take him to the, the, mansion. To the, to the mansion, he drives him across the moor, which... It must be said that this mansion uh, is only accessible at certain times of day uh -huh. because the the water is so high that it basically the tide washes out the road. Yeah, and it is really cool to look at. I mean, that that marshland that surrounds it almost looks like an island, you know, in in this marsh. Uh, and it's it's the estate. You've got the big mansion. You've got a family graveyard plot. The uh, marsh provides an excellent atmosphere. There's always fog. You know, it's often dark and stormy um so it, it's very typical spooky halloween kind of fair and um you know didn't it remind you a little bit uh i was thinking about i think it was young frankenstein one of the movies where they just make fun of the fact that everywhere you go everybody's freaked out and everybody's scared and doesn't want oh yeah. the haunting by steven spielberg kind of started yes, out that way yes. too where they kind of made fun of everybody except this movie was playing it totally straight uh -huh. and so it did get old after a while right the you know the townspeople don't want him there they want him to leave they're trying to keep him from going to the house please don't go back to eel marsh house why to keeps you said you have a son yes go home to him they're all but hostile towards him um, but of course you know it's his last chance he's got to take this job so uh, he's determined to get out there. And one of the things that I was kind of impressed with and that I thought was a good indicator that this was going to be, you know, we're going to keep things moving, is as soon as he gets there, the lady in black or the woman in black appears. I mean, it's not like there's some big buildup to her appearance. You see her right away. And then uh, they hit you with a jump scare right away. And I'm thinking, okay, good. We're going to get right into the action. <laughs> and then it's another 45 minutes of that. Like every five minutes you see something spooky and then there's a jump scare. And then uh, the, the main guy, Arthur. The whole time, all the way up and through to the end. It's not like it was just little things kind of bumping around the house. It was stuff that was obviously <laughs> supernatural and haunted. It's yes. not like he was just kind of catching little glimpses of the ghost. He full out sees her several times. You know, there's all these weird things happening around the house and he just kind of, it happens and he just kind of shrugs his shoulders and keeps looking around. I'm like, what is it going to take? You know, I, I, I didn't get it. This guy has a stomach of steel. He, he could just walk around with his candle and investigate and crazy things happen to him. And he'll keep investigating. Yeah. Crazy things will happen. He's not running screaming. I actually started to make a list, all right? I, I did, made, too. Did you really? Yes. Of all of the cliche Oh, my God, I did the exact same thing, yes. <laughs> all right, so uh, we got a uh, rocking chair yep. that rocks and then stops. Mm -hmm. um, we have handprints uh, appearing on the window. Check. Twisting doorknobs that yep. uh, stop and then start again. Uh, the dog barking at something that's not there. A music box playing. Creepy that, music, got yeah, it. That happened a couple times. And I called that, didn't I? Yeah, I did call definitely that. did. Creepy clown sort creepy of thing. That's the thing, like, as I was making this list, I was like, oh my god, if there was just a creepy clown in here, every horror, or every horror <laughs> cliche would be covered. And then there it is. Creepy clown. Creepy clown. Okay, good, you got it. Uh, along with the creepy monkeys. So yep. there's a little monkey shines in there, too. 
and the footprints. Bloody footprints Blood. or wet footprints or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else? Did I miss anything? Uh, that you got about all of mine. Uh, spooky ghost kids. Yes. Um, of good people appearing in the windows. Slimy door handles. Mm. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, and then just, of course, your... your Candles getting blown out. Candles getting blown out, strange bumps, uh, strange noises, etc. But yeah, you got it all. I mean, if that's... It, it it almost felt as though they had a checklist and they were just kind of checking them off. <laughs> got it, got it. All right, what's next? Have Harry Potter walk down that hall and we'll see what we can do down there. <clears throat> yeah, this was sort of the the family friendly horror movie. Maybe I mean, there's no blood, really. No. There's no gore. It's all ghost. It's it's a classic ghost story, and that's probably the problem. Well, and, and and maybe that's very much what they were going for. And I guess if they were going for, they succeeded on some level. It didn't do it for me. I, I think you're right. Uh, you know, it's a PG-13 movie. If you were looking for something to watch with your family, I mean, there's some kind of spooky stuff. Little kids might get kind of scared by a, a few things. But overall, it's it's a very safe horror film. And it's unfortunately rather predictable. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's all, an understatement. all the cliches aside, it starts out and they make a big deal of him with his kid um, and that he loves his kid. His kid is clearly the only thing he has left in the world and he can't bring him along. You know that we're going to be seeing some of this kid eventually. Right. And that this is going to sort of play into it very shortly. Well, and that's another thing. Like his kid was supposed to be meeting him there afterwards. One of the things that we haven't really... T- okay, so the ghost... She's this uh, woman in black, and um, the whole premise, and it's it's kind of set up as a mystery, but it wasn't really all that mysterious. It was pretty easy to figure out what was going on, um, but you find out that she lost a child, tragically, and she feels that uh, somebody else was to blame, and, and, and because her child was taken away from her, she is now taking away children from the village. This is why the villagers didn't want Harry, I keep calling that, I shouldn't call him that, and Arthur. <laughs> Arthur. They didn't want Arthur uh, around because they have stayed away from the house because every time somebody sees this ghost, one of their kids dies in some tragic and, and violent way. Uh, and we see that happen a couple of times. So knowing, you know, one little girl dies in, in Arthur's arms and another little girl dies very violently right in front of his face. Kids are dropping right and left and it never occurs to him to send like a telegram and say, don't bring my kid to this village where kids are dropping like flies. <laughs> That's right. And then, of course, the the couple that he gets taken in by, the dailies. Um, you know, what is it, too? Is it Was it a thing to bury your family, like, right in your backyard or right in the family plot? I, I don't think that was uncommon, especially in rural areas like that, and especially on as large of an estate as that was. I, th- I don't think it would have been uncommon. Well, of the... course, I'm basing my knowledge on horror movies. <laughs> That's true. So right? I, I don't know. Every horror movie I've ever seen had it, so it must be right. <laughs> All I learned about the world, I learned from horror films. Well, the Dailies, you know, they have this little mausoleum uh, on their property, and uh, Daly's wife is considerably disturbed. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to, to sit down and have the meal after, uh, you know, basically uh, Arthur says, I don't have a room, and he says, don't worry, I'll, I'll take you up. Nicest right. guy in the world. These are the benevolent rich folks in town, the only ones who are, are, are welcoming Arthur at all. Yeah, <laughs> and he's the one who says, uh, he's pretty much uh, says superstition is nonsense. Um, he, of course, he doesn't go into what the townspeople are superstitious of, which is something that you would think a skeptical person would do. Mm-hmm. Look, everyone's going to tell you there's this woman in black, don't believe it, blah, 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 blah. He just kind of withholds that information mm-hmm. and ends up being, you know, creating creepy circumstances himself. 
Uh, they have dinner over at the house, uh, and the woman's like, uh, can I bring... Oh, and he says, don't bring up children. Whatever you do, don't bring up children. And of course, they're walking through the house, and they're paintings of their son, and yeah. he's showing him a picture <clears throat> of his son and stuff. Um, the woman comes in, and one of the first few things out of her mouth to, is about, you know, mm-hmm. her son, uh, who's dead. Yeah. Obviously, one of the victims who's in the mausoleum in the back says, uh, can, you, can, oh, can we bring the twins in? No, the twins won't be eating with us tonight. Oh, he, Arthur doesn't mind, does he? No, that's fine. And the twins are, of course, a couple dogs. A couple of little, <laughs> a little white, like, Jack Russell Terriers or something. I think that will remain my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> Dogs are are safe from a woman in black. <laughs> your 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 puppies are okay. It's your children right. that they get you. <clears throat> she has an episode, and she kind of carves something into the the thing. Did he tell you about Nicholas? Elizabeth. That's him. I painted that myself. I love to paint and sketch. See, it's lovely. Nicholas loved to sketch too. He still does. Elizabeth, please. He wants to draw you a picture. Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth. No. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. No. Archer, the medication. No. It's just funny that this really skeptical guy would see all this stuff happening around him, would see the stuff happening to Daniel, would say, he, before he even knew about the woman in black, is telling him on the car ride back, I saw this woman, I saw it, whatever, and still this super skeptical guy is, isn't is really forthcoming with information and not believing it. You know, he kind of explained that a little bit, and I guess I kind of get it, but it seems like this, you know, if there were even the slightest possibility that this was true, which there seems to be lots of evidence that it is, because kids keep dying, um, you would think that he would tell. I mean, the way that he explains it is, I had two options of things to believe. I could believe that my kid was at peace in heaven, or I could believe that he was lost out there at that spooky mansion. You know, which, what would you choose to believe? So, I mean, I guess, you know, he's he's trying as, as much as he can not to believe the things, but... Uh... But it's just more that withholding of information... You know, it's sort of the thing that got me when I watched Lost. Did you ever, did you yeah. see, you know, it's like if people would just be upfront with each other yeah. about what they're seeing and what they're doing, like the plot would move along a whole lot faster. Oh yeah, it's definitely a device to keep the, the, the tension going. I mean, if we were let in on the, the whole story right away, I don't know if it would have made that much of a difference. Like I said, you, you get kind of these little clues, like Arthur, the main guy, is, is at the mansion, all these mysterious things are happening. Meanwhile, he continues doing his work and he uncovers all of these artifacts, documents, photographs etc that kind of slowly build the picture i mean it's it's laid out there for you pretty well yeah and at the end of the day comes to that conclusion well the the way to bring her to rest is to unite her with the son who died um which is why she's angry and of course the body was never recovered and and this to me was a really weak point in the movie obviously it's another trope you dig up the body and then you bury it back with the with the body the mother and that's supposed to make the, the make everything okay but Apparently, the spot in the moor where this car sank mm-hmm. with the the kid in it who mm-hmm. died is clearly marked with a cross. Right. And has been probably since it happened, but they could never recover the body. So he turns to, Arthur turns to Sam and says, I know what to do. We've got to reunite them. But, I, but you've never found, we never found the body. 
Well, you have something that nobody else does. And that something is apparently a car? Yeah. Um, what? I, 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 <laughs> I, and so that so that's, they, they're going to, okay, so I guess it was like a horse-drawn carriage. It must have been if there weren't cars back then. Yeah. Um, so it, it sunk and they weren't able to rescue the kid. Everybody else got up. They weren't able to rescue the kid and uh, he's still down there. And they were never able to retrieve his body. But then Arthur just wades in there for a couple <laughs> seconds. Like, I found it. It's right beneath my feet. <laughs> it's right here. Pull it out. And they pull it out with no trouble whatsoever. And it was clearly just just below the surface. Right, right. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe is not a tall man. It's not like this thing was way down there. And, okay, fine. They didn't have cars. I would imagine they had horses or winches or something. It was, it was a weak plot point and not only that but then they pull out the corpse now this is supposed to have happened years ago right and this is a swamp i mean we are talking thick uh, viscous slimy mud and daniel radcliffe says i found the boy and he pulls out this almost perfectly preserved corpse (laughs) and just kind of carries it out and they clean it up and lay it out it's it's kind of bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And of course, you know, the they lay it out, the bunch of spooky stuff. Ha- I think about half of the spooky stuff that happens pretty much go down the list in that next 10 minutes. Right. And of course, uh, then Art Sam also sees the dead children and all that. So we kind of wrap everything up there. And well, and and Arthur thinks we did it. You know, the 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 ghost lady, the woman in black, shows up. She clearly acknowledges that she sees the body has been laid out. Um, so uh, Arthur says, "We did it. You know, she's gone. Hooray!" And they uh, take the body out and bury it with the mother, which is you know nice. That they which you're supposed to, to do, effort, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, then everything's supposed to be okay, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, there's a twist. Now, did you think there'd be a twist ending? Did oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I figured there would. I don't even consider it a, qu- a twist, really. This happens all the time. Anytime you have a haunting movie, they always say, oh, we did it. We It worked. We, you know, one of my favorite ones where they do it really well is Poltergeist when Tangina says, this house is clean. Uh, and then everybody thinks everything's fine. And then, of course, all of the spirits come back and it's way worse than ever. So I knew she'd be back. Plus, it's not like it was a big surprise. They, uh, After uh, Sam and Arthur leave, they do a slow walk through the corridor towards the mother's room uh, in the house. And you hear her saying, uh, I'll never forgive. I'll never forgive. <clears throat> uh, and so then you want to wrap it up? Yeah, it's pretty much setting it up for a sequel. So so then, uh, of course, uh, his uh, nanny and uh, son do end up coming back. and That night. That night. And the minute they step off the train, he says to them, <laughs> he was like the first words out of his mouth. Change of plans. We're not staying here tonight. We're going straight back to London. Can you fetch us some tickets? I'll explain on the way. <laughs> so while he's holding the son's hand and talking with his uh, friend uh, Sam and saying goodbye, the kid uh, sees the woman in black and just like all the other children is sort of lured towards her, goes down into the train tracks, into the path of an oncoming train, and Arthur leaps in after him. They both get hit by the train and they're ghosts now. And they're ghosts now, which I guess we're supposed to kind of be happy about because they're reunited with the deceased's wife, mother, you know, uh, Arthur's wife is there and they kind of walk off down the train tracks together. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. uh, That's it. Credits, the end. Um, 
I don't know. I feel like we're being really hard on the, the film. <laughs> I, I just didn't care for it. And, and, you know, that's not... Like I said, I think the cinematography was good. It was pretty to look at. I didn't think, you know, the costuming was good. There, there are lots of things you could say that are good about it. The, the set pieces were spooky. One of the things that I... One of the few things I read... I, I know now why I couldn't find a lot of information about this film. One of the few things I read is that all of those wind-up toys in the nursery were not props I and mean, they were they were actually antique wind-up toys really? and, and that's kind of cool because they were they were pretty creepy yeah um so that was cool i didn't think that there was anything wrong with the acting necessarily i mean i i think that arthur's character was kind of flat and unbelievable but i don't think that was a result of the acting i think no, it was the script it really was. Uh, and the direction and the pacing and the pacing it's it it just didn't work for me it, it you know, you and I have probably seen so many movies and so many movies like this that we were never going to be wowed by it. I Probably not. If you were a teenager, if you had kids and you kind of wanted to watch a fun Halloween movie with your kids, this would probably freak you out. Yeah, I can see this being kind of a slumber party favorite maybe for, mm-hmm. you know, uh, adolescent girls maybe. The Harry Potter fans uh, might enjoy it for Daniel Radcliffe alone. But like you said, you said, you know, if we hadn't been doing this, you might have nodded off. I would have turned it off. (laughs) I would have turned it off after the first half hour. I was bored. And, you know, that's, in my opinion, the worst sin a horror film can commit is being boring. And I was bored by this movie. Yeah. It just didn't do it for me. No, you're absolutely right. Um, It just didn't happen. But it was apparently wildly successful. Really? Well, that has to be because of Daniel Radcliffe, right? I think that was it. You know, everybody wanted to know what he was going to do next. And, of course, it's a creepy horror movie and you're wondering what's going to happen. Well, in the Harry Potter books and movies, I mean... They made gajillions of dollars, so anything that these kids were tied to immediately after that, I'm not at all surprised. Oh, it blew every, even their expectations away. I think it made $127 million uh, worldwide and on like a $20 million budget or, or uh-huh. less. And um, best grossing Hammer movie ever. Or, and also best grossing British horror film in 20 years wow. when it came out. So again, probably the star power that was leading people. To I it. think so. Otherwise, it's quite forgettable. And it's not like his performance was fantastic either. No, not bad. I mean, I, I don't think that he's a bad actor. It just wasn't a very good movie. So they didn't have much to do with it, I guess. I don't know. Maybe you'll watch it and totally disagree with us. Uh, maybe we're cynical. Maybe we've seen too many horror movies. But you know, I was, I was thinking, we've, we've only been doing this for a little while now, and uh, we've watched movies that we have known and loved for the most part. And so we were already coming in ready to gush about some of these things. This one, you hadn't seen it, had no. you? No. I hadn't seen it either. I knew nothing about it. I really didn't have any expectations, so I guess my expectations weren't high. I wasn't disappointed in that regard, but I don't know. I just I didn't find myself coming away with much to say. Yeah. I'm with you. But, you know, a creepy story if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, if you're into gothic haunted houses, I mean, it may be your thing. Yeah, you're just, you know, if you are, you're just sort of into the same stuff over and over again. (laughs) I guess so. I mean, to be honest, uh, it really is, uh, all of these movies tend to be like this. It's hard to find one that's different. Right. Um, That's really unique, that really does something different with the genre. And... You know, people, it's not like this is a new type of of movie or even storytelling. I mean, gothic novels, I'm thinking of like um, uh, Hawthorne's The House of the Seven Seven Gables, Gables. you know, that kind of thing. It's obviously a genre that people continue to be interested in. Otherwise, why would we keep seeing them? So maybe it was just not our niche. Probably not. 
Well, next week we'll try to find something that's a little more interesting that we can talk about. <laughs> I'm, I'm still glad to have seen it, I guess. You know, I, I'm kind of a completist uh, in, in the horror uh, genre. I, I kind of like to see everything I can get my hands on. And now I can say I've seen it. People ask for recommendations. I can say this would not be one of them from me. <laughs> well, there's a sequel out there. It's on Netflix. Maybe it's better. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to go running to it anytime no. soon. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you again for listening. If you uh, enjoyed what you heard today, please check out our other podcasts at uh, twoguys.red40.net. Also, uh, check us out on Facebook, like our page, uh, share us with your friends if you like what you hear. Also, be sure to check out uh, my reviews still going on at toddcoons.com, one horror movie a day. I'll put a review of this one up there as well. And until next week, this has been Todd and Craig with Two Guys and a Chainsaw. Uh-huh.